Today, our scripture reading comes from Psalm 27. And it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that one thing will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me, in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me, he shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me, therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord. When I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou sayest, seek my face, my heart said to thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not unto their will of my enemies. For false witness are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, and again I say, wait on the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. God help us because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. In looking at this new sermon series that we will be in for the next week or so, it, it is entitled Hope. Now, in, in thinking about this word and in thinking about this term and in having several different types of conversations with several different people over the course of this week, what I find is too often we confuse wishing and hoping. Wishing, by definition, is usually expressed as a desire that, uh, that the impossible or unlikely, excuse me, it is a desire for the impossible or the unlikely. But hope mainly expresses a desire that is possible or likely. So that they seem to be completely different in, in, in thinking wish is a casual, dare I say, faithless uh, plea, whereas hope is intentional and filled with faith. Now, in one of my conversations this week, uh, there was an argument that was posed, and I have to say it was a decent one, but, but, but after reasoning with one another, uh, we, we, we came to a different consensus. Uh, this particular gentleman argued, he said, but if faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
and the evidence of things not seen, and God is the God of, in, uh, of the impossible, then looking at these two things, wishing and hoping are essentially the same. Hey, hey, not so. And this is why I say not so, because that conclusion uh, loops two opposing things into place, and I would argue that wishing says that it is impossible, but it would be nice if maybe by some stroke of something it could maybe happen, but if it doesn't, hmm, oh well, because it was impossible in the first place. But hoping says this thing may be impossible by my hands, it may be impossible by my, by my might. It may be impossible based on the things that I can see. But the God that I serve is a God that can do the impossible. And so as I hope in God, I hope that this thing will come to pass, not looking at it as an impossibility, but looking at it as a thing that rests in God's timing and God's purpose. And as long as God keeps it before me, I will continue to hope. I will continue to strive. I will continue to seek after that which God has ordained. You see, hoping is deeper than wishing. Hoping promotes an action of seeking that, 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 that promotes you to drive towards a thing. Hoping will, will take you out of a place of complacency and get you on the battlefield ready to work. Hoping says that nothing that God places before me is impossible. And until I can no longer hope, my hope will be attached to that thing because God put it there. I believe that faith is tied to our hope. And it is that hope and that faith that drives our actions toward the fruit that that hope should bring. And that is why I, I chose this particular passage of scripture this morning. It is because through, through relationship and through experience, David has this hope that seems to be just larger than life, this hope that doesn't seem to make sense to most people, this hope that stretches beyond the, 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 the abilities of his, his life in his hands, this hope that only God could fulfill. You see, David, even though we know him as king, wasn't born that way. David was born a shepherd boy. And he hoped to, 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 to live up to the potential that he believed that God had placed in his life. And he faced adversity as he killed a lion and a bear protecting his sheep. David was a musician that played to soothe the, 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 soothe the king that would later try to kill him. You see, David uh, was a giant killer, but he did not go out there that day to slay a giant in his eyes. He was just bringing lunch. David became a fugitive, an outlaw, running from a king that was his best friend's father as he tried to preserve his life. You see, the thing that I love about this particular scripture, believe it or not, is David reminds me of, of a lot of us. He's faced adversity. He's faced challenges. He's been through the ringer, if you will. He has had people speak ill of him. People come against him. Armies surround him. And, and there's only one or two things that stay consistent in his life, and that was his faith in God's, in, in God's plan and his hope in God's ability to show up in the midst of all of those challenges. You see, it is in this scripture where he starts off saying, uh, uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. 
Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell, though a host would encamp around me. And this will I stand confident. The reason he can be so hopeful in that place is he can look back and say, when, when the bear was against me, God showed up. When the lion was against me, God showed up. When the army was against me, God showed up. When that uncircumcised Philistine came upon the armies of the Lord, God showed up. In this I will be confident. And looking back on your life and the challenges that you faced, the hard times that you went through, can, can you reflect and see that way of escape that was present? Can you reflect and see that thing that you never saw coming that kept you alive? Can you reflect and see that moment of peace that entered that kept you from snapping, from going crazy, that, 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 that thing that showed up just in time that was not your doing, was not your work, but was God in a sense showing up on your behalf? He goes on to talk about one thing have I desired of the Lord and that one thing will I seek after to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, when, when all of these people come against me, he will hide me not just in the outer courts, but in the secret of his tabernacle will he hide me. That one thing that David is talking about is, is to live in God's presence and in God's pur purpose because in that purpose, he understands that there is protection and provision. He, 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 in seeking his face as God has called all of us to seek God's face, it is symbolic of the believer developing or desiring a fellowship or a relationship with the God of their salvation. And in that fellowship, we should find that God is consistent, that he is compassionate, and that he is caring. You see, it is this relationship, this fellowship with God that pulls us in deeper that we might convert our wishes to hope, our hope to faith. It is that relationship that, that we need to not neglect. It is that relationship that we need to seek after. It is that relationship, that fellowship that makes all of the difference. David is essentially saying, if I could just live in this temple, I, I, I know that everything would be fine. I'd get all the answers I need. I'd be protected on every side. If I could just get closer to God, the closer I get, I, I know the stronger I get, the, the more peace I'll feel. The love of God will overshadow the hate of men. I, if I could just get closer. It's funny, I, I, I've been in here actually sometimes when, when Judy or, or various others have walked in in the middle of the week, sometimes at night, and I'm just sitting in the back with my eyes closed, just here. I, I like to say every time I, I come in here, I'm praying these deep and elaborate prayers, oh, Father God. But that is not the case. Sometimes I just want to feel a little closer. I, I need to be as close to God as possible, especially in those challenging times, because I know that in my power, all the things that, that I'm leaning on are just wishes, but in his power, my hope is alive. It is in this scripture that David goes on to tell us that if the whole world abandons me, my father in heaven is still there. He says, 
as an encouragement to us, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord and people of God. That word wait in the scripture indicates an intense or an eager or patient anticipation of what is to come, an eager or intense anticipation. And the last time I checked, that sounds a lot like hope. Normally, I don't single out individuals or groups of people because I, I have been taught through my seminary education that I should be inclusive of all. But on this particular day, I think you all would forgive me. Fathers, happy Father's Day. There are going to be some challenges in your life. There are going to be some adversity that you face. And what is very interesting, which is why I loved our children's moment, is often those, those lists get long and we erase them from the list as not to cause them to harm those that did those things that drive us nuts, but too often we don't erase them from our hearts and from our minds, and we carry weight that we shouldn't carry. We carry burdens that God is saying to relinquish because even though we've erased the list for everybody else, we don't have enough hope in the God of our salvation that he would erase the list for us. Today, I want to re ignite that fire of hope for you today. No matter what you have gone through, no matter what you have seen, no matter what uh, uh, obstacles you have faced, no matter what wrongs you have done, the God of our salvation says that forgiveness is ours and he is willing to erase the list. It is funny, absolutely funny, not haha funny, but absolutely funny how much stuff we carry that nobody ever knows about. And I say this because of the conversations I've had this week, there are literally men among uh, 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 us every day that are smiling in our faces and doing the most wonderful things, but suffering in silence in their minds and their hearts, and nobody knows it. But on this day, fathers, don't let adversity rob you of your hope. Don't let adversity uh, rob you of your ability to give hope. Don't let your adversity, those challenges, those sins of the past uh, allow you to believe that God is still not just right here, right in reach. That, that, that God still does not, uh, don't let it make you believe that God doesn't love you, that God is not there for you, that God is not big enough to erase your list. Don't let your hope become wishes because you feel like you have to to do everything in your strength because the God that we serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think but we have to desire to get closer amen fathers the last thing I want to leave you with is this and, and I know it's not in the scripture but it's in the scripture trust me your hope is so important in the house, not just because it sets an atmosphere, but because hope is not just contagious, but it can be passed from generation to generation. I'll say that again. It is something that can be passed from generation to generation. Pastor Brian, I don't think that's true because that's not necessarily in the scripture. Somebody was thinking it. I thought I'd say it. 
But the reality of it is when, when David says, there is one thing that I desire of the Lord and that one thing will I seek after that I will dwell in the house of God, that I would dwell in his presence, that I would dwell in his purpose because I need God's wisdom in order to be all that I should be. That's what he said. And then his son says, when God says, what is one thing that you desire? He said, may I just have your wisdom. Your hope can be passed to those that not only those that, 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 that are physically birthed from your seed, but your hope can be passed to those that, that you have been called to be a father figure in their lives. As many of you know, my dad has not been there since I was two. But there's this gentleman in Tulsa. And a lot of what I do at home, a lot of what I do in ministry, a lot of what I do at work stems from what I've seen him do in his life. I've seen him throw people in the car that he calls son that hate his guts and that talk all manner of evil against him behind his back and he loves on them and he makes sure that their families are taken care of and, 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 and he sows into them. And at the end of the day, I, I've, I've said, hey, uh, uh, Bishop, how is it that, that you are able to do this thing knowing what they've said? And he says this, I love them because I love them and they're mine because God called them to be mine. And I know what I put in them, and my hope is that at the appointed time, God would unlock it, and they would serve in a mighty way. It, 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 there has been time and time again where he's pulled me to the side and let me talk about all my issues and all my problems and, and yell and scream and, and say all of these things and cry and snot and all those things. And at the very end of it, with his water in his hand, he looks at me and says, are you done? And I said, yes, sir. He said, well, that's good because God said you've sown too much to be worried about so little. Those are the types of things that, that a father can, can put into their sons and their daughters, those types of things that, that you can live in such a way that they gather the lesson even if you don't speak the lesson. It is those types of things that, that help to make strong households, strong communities, strong churches, strong uh, 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 places of business. Strength in general comes from our ability to be in God's purpose purpose and in God's presence every day. I know I singled out fathers. Happy Father's Day. Now to redirect mothers, aunties, nieces, nephews, men, women, boys, and girls, all of that still applies to you. If we would grab a hold of our hope and let that hope drive our faith, there is literally nothing that God has placed in your hands that is impossible. Pastor Elaine told us a few weeks ago, we are in this together, right? If you grab a hold of your hope and I grab a hold of mine and we find ourselves running in tandem in the same direction, guess what? We have just uh, uh, become the hands and feet of God in such a mighty way that we are affecting people uh, uh, right and left, forward and back, and we didn't even plan it that way. But we have to be able in our hearts to say, One thing that I desire of the Lord and that one thing I will seek after. We, we have to in our hearts be able to say, though a host should encamp about me, this will I be confident. We have to in our hearts be able to say, wait, 
in eager anticipation of what God has called for us to do, wait. In eager anticipation of the reward that we see in front of us, wait in eager anticipation of the fruit that the tree must produce. I will be courageous and wait on the Lord. People of God, wishing is easy. Hope can be hard. But I invite you to dig deeper. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.